0: It's time for America Outdoors Radio, the show that covers the outdoor scene across the U.S. of A. and the entire continent. Fishing, hunting, conservation, outdoor recreation, and great destinations, we cover it all every week. It's your country, your outdoors. Let's explore it together with your host, John Cruz.
1: Welcome aboard. Let's start off by talking about ice out fishing because when the ice comes off, your local lake that was frozen over this winter, the fishing can either be really good or not so good. A Case in point is the expedition my best friend Rusty Johnson and I had. We took the bass boat out onto Potholes Reservoir in eastern Washington right after the ice came off. We were hoping for bass or walleye. Didn't have much luck there. Ended up actually catching several carp using artificial lures, no less. But if we were smart, we would have gone after trout. Because there's some big rainbow trout in this lake, and ice out can be a great time to go after them. Because the trout, they move in shallow. It's something I found out at Diamond Lake at Southern Oregon a few years ago when I was tossing Promise Keeper spinners from the bank and catching rainbow trout 16 to 20 inches long right after that ice came off. It was fantastic fishing. Catfish are also Of Another fish that comes close to shore found that out from the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. They report that these channel cats are eager to bite in many lakes and large reservoirs across their state. They eat light during the winter and then they put on the feed bag in early spring. So head on out. To a catfish lake near you. This week on the show, we've got a really special guest, none other than Bear Grills, the host of Man vs. Wild. He'll join us just after the bottom of the hour. Bear is a really busy man who stars in multiple survival and outdoors adventures themed TV shows that we're going to tell you about. Not only that, He's also a prolific writer with a number of books published, both fiction and nonfiction, for kids and adults. And in addition to this, we're going to ask Bear for a little life advice to help us get through the difficult times many of us are facing right now. I mean, after all, he is a survival expert, and right now there's a lot of folks struggling to survive. Another guest on our show this week is Chuck Moore. He's the man behind an app you can download on your smartphone called Fish verify the main part of this app allows you to take a picture of your fish. And if you don't know what kind of fish you caught, this app will tell you exactly what species it is and what regulations apply to it where you're fishing. There's a lot more to this app as well, and I'm pretty sure after you hear from Chuck, you'll be downloading the Fish Verify app. Speaking of fishing, we all want to take a kid fishing because we all want to introduce the next generation of the sport and do so in a way where that boy or girl will get as hooked on fishing as we are. Rule number one, you've got to make it fun. And Mark bush the owner of twisted waters guide service out of the Dalles in oregon will share some great tips to help you put together a great and fun day on the water for that kid you want to take fishing before we talk to bear grills chuck moore and mark bush though we need to talk about a pesky blood-sucking arachnid that comes out every spring the tick We've got Brian Anderson on the line. He's known as the Tick Terminator. He is coming at us from Iron Mountain, Michigan today. Brian, great to have you on the air.
2: Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Love to talk about ticks all across the country.
1: Well, everyone likes to get out in the spring, whether it's to hike, to fish, or for spring turkey hunting. But as we all know, the ticks are really thick this time of year. And my wife, hates it when the dog and i come home covered in ticks it just really really upsets her and let's face it all of us are going to get a tick stuck into us at least sometime in our life and there's a lot of ideas on how to get those ticks out without leaving the head in i personally use tweezers but i've read crazy things about pouring alcohol pouring this that and the other thing on them to make them back out what is the preferred method
2: Well, I have to compliment you because you are on the right track. Here's something to think about. When you take a tick out of you, what you want to do is you want to be careful with it. I tell people you don't want to tick off a tick when you're taking it out because when you do that, they're more apt to puke the bad stuff in you right at the very end. I mean, getting a tick out the sooner the better is is one thing. That's for sure. If if you can get it out in less than 24 hours that's been attached, that's a big help. So anyways, the point of how you get it off, is you don't want to really grab it by, your, by the body with your fingers like we all do, okay? Because when it happens, you kind of grab it by the body, and you're kind of squeezing it, and it's more apt to puke in you, you know, the stuff that you don't want. Right. So a fine-tip tweezers is the best way to get it at the very base of the skin and pull it straight up. I've heard numerous things that uh, sometimes people have a little thing that they spin around it, and uh, that kind of could irritate it. Also, a fingernail polish, you know, Vaseline, a lot of those old wives' tails really don't work very effective. So uh, a tweezers is probably one of the best things that you can use to take that out. And you pull it straight up. And in the process, in a lot of cases, there is going to be a little bit of their head left in you, okay? And I tell people, don't worry too much about that. In a couple days, it will come out on its own. But after you do pull it off, uh, you know, wash it off with maybe some soap and water, rubbing alcohol. But anyway, yeah, you're on the right track with the with the tweezers. That's that's one of the best things.
1: All right, well, that's good to know. Uh, let's talk about Lyme disease. This is a really big deal. It's it's very common back in the east. I think in the Midwest, not as common out west, but it is making a, an appearance out here. I've got a good friend who has suffered from chronic Lyme disease. Why don't you explain about this tick-borne disease and what it does to people?
2: Yeah, first I will say that I classify myself as a tick and Lyme disease prevention specialist. I'm not a Lyme expert although I do know a fair amount about it just because of what I do. But yeah, you're right. Lyme disease is uh the most prevalent in New England area, you know, uh because actually it was uh, given a name in the mid 70s when there was a strange arthritic condition in in a small town in Connecticut and uh from adolescent kids. They had those, you know, achy joints, flu-like symptoms, a lot of those things that they had. And and so a couple of mothers there were just persistent in trying to figure out what this is. And they finally gave it a name because they named it after the town, which is Lyme, Connecticut. Oh. Uh, that's where it got its name. So uh, they're number one out there in New England, which is you know Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and, and of course, in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island in that circle there. Where I live in Michigan, we're number two. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, going down Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, draw a big circle up there, upper Midwest. But then I have actually read in your area, you're in the West Coast there. I've read that in recent years, they've had a lot of trouble with even the cousin of the tick from from the East Coast is in the West Coast, and people are getting them on the, the grass in beach areas. But they can be other places, too. So, yeah, they can be out there, but not as prevalent. But it only takes one tick to really screw up somebody's life. Yeah. And Lyme disease is awful.
1: Oh, yeah. No, my Uh, my friend suffers from chronic weakness and fatigue. And and he says it's never going to go away. So definitely want to avoid ticks if you can, folks, just because you don't want to get Lyme disease. They don't all carry it. Doesn't mean you're going to necessarily get if you are. Do get a tick in you, but definitely want to avoid that. Speaking of avoidance... I've always heard that you should just spray mosquito repellent, but I've always wondered if that's very effective in terms of repelling ticks. It, it's great for mosquitoes, but, but
2: what about ticks? It's okay. Most mosquito repellent is going to be a, a version of DEET. With, DEET is wonderful. It's created in 1945 for a military. And, it, and, and the way DEET works is the, the smell, the aroma, the scent, actually is what the antennas of a little mosquito in sense when they come to close to us, and uh, it repels them away, so they, the scent does that. Now, when it's sprayed on, on clothes and stuff like that for, for ticks, it's okay, all right? It's not bad, but the best thing out there, by far without question, is a product called Permithrin. Military's been using it for decades, and the way Permithrin works, it's called a contact repellent. It, it's really cool because a tick does not notice it until they come in contact with it. So they start crawling up, you know, let's say on your shoes, socks, pants, and every step they take on a permethrin-treated apparel, garment, pants, whatever, it drives their nervous system nuts. It feels like an electric grid to them. And if they're on you, you know, crawling up on the permethrin-treated clothes for, let's say, a minute or longer, they say a lot of times that will do them in eventually. That will eventually kill them. So it not only repels, but also kills them too, which is wonderful. Oh, I (laughs) agree.
1: Unfortunately, Brian, we're starting to run short on time, but folks, no. uh, you got to go to Brian's website. Again, he's the Tick Terminator. Just go to the TickTerminator.com. You'll find out all sorts of other information about ticks. You can also buy some of this tick propellant that he just told you about there. And before we go, I understand that in addition to being the Tick Terminator, you are also a poet, and you've got a little <laughs> poem to
2: share about ticks. Here's how it goes. It goes like this. I hate those little suckers. I want to terminate them all. So I do it with Permitrin and love to watch them fall. From head to toe, I spray the stuff my shoe, socks, clothes, and hat because it works on more than ticks like Skeeters, Chiggers, and even that. So I ask you if you're listening to keep away from Lyme, get started with Permitrin, and now is the perfect time. Thank you. (laughs)
1: absolutely (laughs) love it Brian thanks so much for sharing all of your wisdom and your poetry today on America Outdoors Radio thanks for having me
3: hunting and fishing are exercises in hope before you head into the woods you hope to tag out on a deer you'll have to field dress. Before you make that first cast, you hope for a big fish to clean and fillet. When your hopes are realized, you'll need a sharp knife. Whether you sharpen that blade on a power sharpener in the shop or a manual sharpener in the field, WorkSharp has the tool for you. Look for WorkSharp products in sporting goods stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give you even more incredible discounts. If you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special, you'll see an incredible lineup. In fact, right now, it's the bedding sale. 50% off the following sheets, a 2-inch mattress topper, sleepwear, blankets, quilts, comforter. I'm Ken Matthews. I'm a big fan of Mike and a real big fan of MyPillow.com. That's where you need to go, by the way. You go to MyPillow.com. You scroll down till you get to the radio listener specials. Then you click on it. That's where you're going to save big when you enter the code Ken. That's my name, Ken. For example, a full-body pillow... Regularly priced $117, now only $39.99. Made in America, comfortable, luxurious quality from my friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. Enter promo code Ken. MyPillow.com, promo code Ken.
1: Next up on America Outdoors Radio, I want to tell you about a little app for your smartphone that's going to really come in handy the next time you're fishing. The app's called Fish Verify, and we've got the founder and CEO on the line, Chuck Moore. Chuck, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, John. Appreciate it. So I got to tell you, I love the main feature of this app, Fish Verify, that's for your smartphone. You simply take a picture of the fish you've caught or even take a picture of of a picture of a fish, and the app will tell you what kind of fish you've got there. How did you come up with the idea for this?
4: Well, great question, and and I'll tell you, it's one of those that evolved through a necessity. Quick story, we were off fishing around 2014. I live in South Florida and in the Florida Keys, and we went off fishing with my brother-in-law. We caught something. We were deep dropping, had no idea what it was. Came back up, didn't know if we should keep it or not, and ended up not keeping it. We dumped it back over the side and came back to shore and started talking about how do you identify these? There's a lot of you know charts and reference books, but there was nothing that you could do on a quick side to say, while I got the fish and keep it alive, sustain it, its life, we need to know what it is. So long story short, we looked. Nobody had created anything. We knew that mobile to app technology and image recognition and machine learning had come a long way. So we created Fish Verify. Strictly by taking a picture of the fish, it'll tell you what it is. It will also tell you what the rules and regulations are based in the geolocation where you currently are located. So we built it for fresh and saltwater. But it came about as a need, but it's um, built locally by fishermen. We started giving it to friends, and it became popular, and we started launching by request into other states.
1: And I downloaded this myself, folks. Got to tell you, it works quite well. Now, I was playing with it in the studio, so I didn't actually have any fish to lay down in front of the, the computer screen here. But I had gone fishing yesterday. We caught a couple of carp, of all things. Not what we were hoping to catch, but we caught them. We snapped some pictures, and, and it worked like a champ. But I've got to tell you, this was interesting to me. It works when you have the whole fish, but the first time I took it, I only had half the fish, and it didn't identify it correctly. Why was that?
4: It comes back to the way image recognition is. Most fish species, when you look up the logs and identify them, the head of the fish becomes very important, the dorsal fins become important, and the tail becomes important. When you can just take a picture of a tail of a fish, it could be hundreds of different varieties. So to get a accurate and have confidence level at a high level, you need to have the entire fish in the image, as well as a photograph. Some photographs, particularly older ones, don't have the pixel quality of the newer ones. So Unless the recognition and machine learning can look at every one of those pixels and break it down, you do not get as accurate return as you will if you have the entire fish with a good contrast, good background, no hands covering it, not filleted out on the board, but a fresh fish. And again, it's images are based mostly for recreational anglers, not for aquarium fish users. So really the quality of the image means everything. We're running on average, because I keep really close track of that. We're proud that we're running about a ninety seven to ninety eight percent accuracy level on identifying our species
1: oh wow that is absolutely fantastic now you developed this in florida with florida species in mind but you've expanded in a big way what's your coverage area now
4: well, right now we're in 25 states and we just had a request and we've opened up the Australian market. So we went international for the first time this week. So we are in California and the best way to say it is because it was built saltwater, but we do freshwater, take the east coast of the United States and swing it all the way down through the Gulf of Mexico to Texas. And then we're going to continue to take it west. We're in Ohio, we're in Michigan. We've added some of the states now and building contiguously as, as we go west. The idea is to provide coverage in North America completely and bring Canada at some point. But again, we're a U.S. company. we build built as U.S. Some of the other apps that are out there are international apps built in Sweden or other countries. We wanted to take it as a, again, local fisherman, knowing what anglers want, and continue to add the enhancement. So uh, again, we feel we got pretty good at saltwater coverage. We're building out the freshwater coverage and pretty excited about the opportunities to expand. You're
1: listening to America Outdoors Radio. We're talking to Chuck Moore. He's the founder and CEO of the Fish Verify app, And the photo ID is probably the signature feature of this app, but you've got several other features worth talking about as well. Why don't you run through some of them?
4: And again, the app, as we developed it, our users continue to feed us back to say, this is really nice, but how about if we can add some of this? So some of the features that we've added is not only just the local rules and regulations based on where you're at, and as you can appreciate, fines are expensive. So you don't want to incur any of those, and the rules and regulations are changing on a regular basis. We also give marine weather because, as most of your pros will tell you, the moon phases, weather phases, barometric phases all come in, temperature phases come in. So... You want to know what you're going to get ahead of time for marine weather. The reference tool, if you don't scan a fish, there's species that are in there that you can do in the research ahead of time and get information and profiles about those species and habitat. And you also have as a the ability for catch log, which again, over the years I want to know where my hotspots are. So once you take an image or a picture of a fish, it goes into a catch log on your phone. It records that with the latitude and longitude GPS coordinates of where you caught it. That information is just yours. We don't share that with anyone so that you can return back to that fishing spot and say, Hey, this is where I got that big bass. I know exactly where it's located and the date, the time, and the information about that fish. We've also recently included what's called a digital wallet. At least down here in the southern area, you've got so many permits. You've got your highly migratory species permit, you've got your reef permits, you've got your fishing license, you've got your boat insurance, just tons of stuff. And rather than carrying all those papers, we've made a digital wallet where you can scan that into one folder on your Fish Verify form and carry all that information with you. So if you're ever approached, you just pull that right up and you've got it all there. And it allows you to calendar it so you know when those are expiring, so it'll send you a notice ahead of time. One of the best features, and it's been – we've probably had a couple thousand requests – We've put in there what's called ask an expert. So like in your particular case, if you were new fishing, you caught a carp, you had no idea what it was because whatever image you took had bad lighting or contrast and it didn't really identify it right, you could click on that at the same time and say, I want to send it in to an expert for feedback. Our team will then take that image, identify it for you, and send you back within 24 hours or less. We've been running less. What that species is with a little bit of information about it. So it's kind of like ask the captain, we'll tell you what you caught for whatever reason the app fails to identify it or can't come back with a match for you. An example, we had a gentleman that was visiting Florida and caught a, a smoothback fish, and he sent it in and was asking questions about it. And those that know about puffer fish, they're toxic and you shouldn't eat them. So we sent back quickly, and we have in our base telling you it's not only prohibited to catch, but also if it's toxic and poisonous to eat. And some are painful to even touch. So he did a nice review. We've had a bunch of reviews on there, but I thought that was sort of a classic where he had said, I was getting ready to eat the fish, and they kind of saved my life.
1: And one more thing, too. You've got a social media share portion of the app, too don't you? We
4: do. You know, I guess we all fishermen like to brag about what we do on outdoors. So some like to brag, some don't. So we've added it. So when you catch something and you want to tell others, you can put it into your Instagram. You can put it into your Facebook. You literally share that information and put it out there so that others and people that are following you can take a look and say, wow, you know, John went fishing today and look what he got.
1: Yeah, well, it's I'm not gonna be bragging about any carp that I've caught. That's for sure. <laughs> hopefully, I can catch something a little more impressive. Figure out what it is if I need to through Fish Verify, and then use that social media share to to share it with all my friends and family. One other thing we got to talk about here is the price for the app. Now, I downloaded it, and it is free if you're willing to put up with the ads, and and that's fine. And well, you can't beat that price. But what's the premium subscription price?
4: Yeah, we just added the ad feature because in the budget time and economic time, again, we had people that were saying, "Guys, you know, I, I'm really tight on my budget. Is there any way you can help?" So ads have become part of the industry these days. So I reluctantly agreed with the team to do it, but it's an alternative to get access to the scanning. Our normal monthly plan is 7.99 for the month. That breaks out to about 26 cents a day. The best deal that we offer is a yearly plan, and that's 47.99 for the year, and that comes out to 13 cents a day. But again, if you decide that um, you want to just stay with the free features, you get a lot a lot of opportunities within the free features as well. You know, the free plan will still give you the regulations and the marine weather, the reference of seeing all the species. It's when you want to upgrade and actually get the image recognition and catch logs in a digital wallet that the premium plans actually are, in my opinion, the way to go.
1: The website to go to, folks, is fishverify.com. And just look for the app on your Google Play or anywhere else where you download apps for your smartphone. Download the Fish Verify app on your smartphone today. Thanks so much, Chuck.
4: John, thank you.
1: We've been telling you about Sportsman's Cove Lodge in southeast Alaska for a while now. They're truly Alaska's best lodge. Wildlife is abundant, from bears and deer to eagles and whales. And let's not forget the reason you're here, the fishing. Halibut, salmon, lingcod, rockfish, true cod, and more. It's all waiting for you in abundance at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Book your trip today at alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz, and we have a very special guest for you today. It's none other than Bear Grills. Bear, I think. A lot of folks know you as arguably the world's best-known survival expert and outdoors adventurer. But let's go back to your beginning. I mean, you were an elite Special Forces soldier in the British Special Air Service. You broke three vertebrae in a parachuting accident, healed up from that. And at the age of 23, you summited Mount Everest. And that's just the first chapter of your remarkable life. How did you go from that point to becoming the host of Man vs. Wild and becoming an author and, and a whole bunch more?
6: First of all, you're kind. Thank you for that introduction. I mean, it makes the journey sound kind of, I don't know. I look back, I think it's been through the door of many failures, actually. You know, certainly when I left the military and just got married and we were young and I'd just recovered from an accident, you know, you're trying to rebuild your life, you know, bit by bit. And I had no idea what was ahead. But, you know, I think I've had a lot of luck, I think, is the honest answer. I've had a few key people believe in me at key times. And I think being given the opportunity to start a show, you know, like Man vs. Wild, right off the bat at the beginning of my career was a huge privilege. I almost didn't kind of realize what we were getting into, you know, but we ended up doing seven seasons of that show. And then that became Running Wild that we did on NBC and now on National Geographic. And that show has been a privilege. You know, we get to take so many iconic Hollywood superstars and sports stars away on adventures. And ultimately that for me is the journey. It's what I really love. I love getting to introduce people to the grey outdoors and how amazing the wild can be and how it rewards persistence and respect and humility and friendship and all those things that is for me the magic of the outdoors. So um, I look back and it feels like a stumbling journey but it's been a huge privilege and it's ongoing and I never take it for granted.
1: You've got an incredible body of work, not only on television, but otherwise. One other thing I want to stick with, though, on the TV side, I'm very intrigued by this new show you have that's streaming on Netflix, You Versus the Wild. It's interactive where... You're put in a situation and the viewer gets to decide what you're going to do next. Tell us more about this.
6: Yeah, well, our, our Netflix show is called You Versus Wild, and that's been an adventure to film. You know, we've done a whole bunch of them now. We did the season one for Netflix and that just flew, you know, it's designed for young people to put the choice into their hands, you know, spill out of those choose your own adventure. You get to decide what I do. You know, when we hit the river, should we make the raft or should we swim it? You know, there are crocodiles in the river making good... Decision and the power is in the viewers' hands, and it's been a really fun show to do. We did a second season of that, and they made them into two short movies. But I think it just came at a great time during lockdown when there are a lot of kids at home. But yeah, it's been been a fun one, and I'm so grateful for the Netflix support and how that's done well around the world.
1: Something I did not know about you, I knew that you had written uh, an autobiography, but I, I never knew that you had this body of work as an author. Everything from mystery novels to children's books. And we're also talking in terms of the children's books, both fiction and nonfiction and with books for adults, fiction and nonfiction. Jeez, Louise, how do you find time to do all this, Bear?
6: Well, I travel a lot and I write a lot on planes. And, you know, we started small and it's just kind of grown that market of young readership that are hungry for life skills, are hungry for manuals and guides and the hungry for adventure stories and it's been a privilege to be able to write into that audience you know i think with our discovery and national geographic tv audience around the world we've had this big market in asia as well so a lot of uh, young people read my books over there and it's been a great privilege you know i think we have this worldwide family of young readers and young viewers and i'm always grateful for that and, uh, and it's good fun. We try and do things, whether it's TV shows or books or whatever we do, we try and make things empowering and give you kind of real life skills that can help you one day. And that's a great privilege.
1: Tell our listeners briefly about your three, I don't know if you want to call them mystery novels or crime novels. That was really out of the box. I think when people think of you, they think of you as this reality expert. But But this is a completely different part of you, isn't it?
6: Yeah, you know, those weren't kids' ones. Those were, you know, grown up kind of, you know, I suppose adventure survival fiction novels. They were based on my grandfather, who I only found out after he died that he'd commanded a special operations unit at the end of the war, tracking down a lot of Nazis. And we did a series of novels based on those adventures. And they just kind of flew, you know, the first one was called Ghost Flight, and then Burning Angels. And, you know, it's been a great ride and a pretty, like I say, a privilege to have this worldwide audience and readers. And like I say, I never take it for granted. I feel very proud of proud of that and and grateful.
1: Let's talk about some of your upcoming projects. There's always something new with you. So what's next?
6: Well, we're on, on the road at the moment filming more Running Wilds for National Geographic Channel, which is, like I say, one of the most fun shows we do. We get to take so many iconic Hollywood sports stars out on adventure, introduce them to the grey outdoors. And that show has run for many years and, and I love it. We're also spending a lot of time supporting the Cardio Miracle supplements that I'm involved with, which I'm incredibly proud of that partnership. You know, I think as we all get older, we've got to do as many things, positive things as we can for our health. I think trying to find a supplement that can do it all in one is never easy. You know, I need to be fit and strong for my job. I definitely need to train hard every day. I need to have good nutrition, but good supplementation is important. And I think, you know, especially on the heart healthy side of things, trying to do things that help your heart. So I'm really proud of our cardio miracle journey and our partnership. And it's amazing hearing the stories of what people say after they've been taking that for a while. So I get a big kick out of that and proud to try and do something that's empowering for people and can help them in their lives.
1: Well, I'm of a certain age where I probably need this cardio miracle. Is this like a pill supplement or something else?
6: It's just a powder. I have a scoop in the morning, a scoop in the evening with water. And, you know, like you say, I think all of us, as we get older, we need to do things that are smart for our health and our immune system and, and especially for our hearts. My dad died of a heart attack quite young. So I've always been especially kind of mindful of that and having a physical job. But I love this. You know, I've tried lots of different supplements over the years. And, you know, when I hit upon this, it was just all the ingredients, all the kind of stuff that made sense to me. So, I'm really proud of it, proud of the partnership and trying to do something good for for people and metabolic strength in this modern world is important.
1: One last question for you. And I'm basically going to ask you to maybe share your thoughts, share some advice. We both know that when it comes to a survival situation, the most important thing, first and foremost, is your mental state. That's everything. You have to convince yourself you're going to survive because if you don't, you won't. So right now, the world's in a very scary place. And a lot of folks, are they're watching the news, they're scared about wars, they're scared about inflation, they're scared about rising fuel prices, they've got financial worries, can they make the next paycheck? What advice would you give folks to help them stay calm instead of staying in a state of panic?
6: Well, first of all, you're right. The world is in a constant change and it's dynamic and it's difficult. And we've been through many storms recently and we continue to go through them. But I do think, you know, when it comes to panic makes every situation worse. You know, worry makes every situation worse. You know, what do they say? Worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but gets you nowhere, you know? So I think choosing a calm state of mind is a great way of tackling big obstacles And, you know, I think from a lifetime in the wild, I would say three qualities stand out above everything. And you need a good attitude when you're under pressure. And these three things for me is courage, you know, quiet courage to face the difficult stuff, you know, to be positive in those storms, to keep moving towards the scary stuff. You know, that is what quiet courage is. Secondly, kindness. You know, you might not put kindness out there, but I think it's one of the key things in high pressure environments when you're up a mountain or, in a war zone or just battling life, you know, to be kind to the people you're working alongside under pressure is important. And thirdly, having a never give up spirit, you know, ultimately this is king. You know, it's top of the tree, that resilient, never give up, never say die, you know, determination to keep going against the odds. And that's helped me time after time in many difficult scrapes. And uh, it's something all of us can have. It's a muscle we can train and we train it by failing, by getting back on our feet, and by keeping going.
1: Great life advice from Bear Grylls. Check out his continuing productions on television. Check out his line of books and find out all about this at his website, beargrylls.com. That's beargrylls.com. Bear, thanks for sharing this with our listeners today on America Outdoors Radio.
6: Great to be with you guys. Thanks, John.
1: This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at WorkSharp. And if you are hunting this fall, you know the importance of a sharp knife. You're going to need it for gutting that animal, butchering that animal, taking the hide off that animal, and there's a good chance you're going to have to sharpen it more than once while you're doing these things in the field. That's why a pocket knife sharpener or the guided field sharpener from WorkSharp are great items to have with you. Whether you're after... Deer, elk, pronghorn, or bear, a sharp knife helps you get things done after you drop that animal. Look for WorkSharp products at sporting goods stores, hardware stores, and ranch and home stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. That's WorkSharpTools.com.
2: This is the time of year to get out and cook out. So make your next meal
3: sizzle with Camp Chef, the brand known for quality outdoor cooking. From camp stoves to cast iron, from smokers to grills, Camp Chef will change the way you cook outdoors. To eat like
2: a king on your next adventure, go to CampChef.com or visit your local sporting goods store and get cooking. Whether you're serving breakfast in the backcountry or barbecue on the back patio, savor the simplicity with Camp Chef. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors.
5: We love our children, we protect them, we guide them, we prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstances, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the darkest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. That's huntofalifetime.org.
1: Why book at Sportsman's Cove Lodge? Why is Alaska like no other
3: place on earth? It hasn't changed in thousands of years. From the way you get here on a float plane to the way you go out with the guides and the boats, it's just a professional experience. And I said, this is as good as it gets. I said, if you can't catch fish here, you can't catch fish anywhere. Your experience with us will leave
2: you speechless.
1: Book now at alaskasbestlodge.com. From a bull elk ripping a bugle across the valley to wingbeats on a duck marsh,
3: public lands and waters are integral to our outdoor heritage. Become a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and stand up for our public lands and waters. Visit backcountryhunters.org today.
1: on America Outdoors Radio, we've got Mark Bush on the line. He's the owner of Twisted Waters Guide Service, located in the Dalles, Oregon. He's also a pro guide for Max Lure, and he wrote a great article in the current edition of the Mac Attack, their free digital newsletter available through MaxLure.com, about the right way to take a kid fishing so they get hooked on the sport and have a great time on the water. Mark, great to have you back on the air. It's
0: good to be here, John. Thanks.
1: When you take a kid out fishing, you can either turn them off or turn them on when it comes to the sport. It's really important that the first experiences are really good ones. And you really laid out some really good advice here. First and foremost, it's not a competition, is it?
0: Absolutely not. You want to make it enjoyable for the kid. You want to make them the center of the experience.
1: I agree completely. And something else that you put in the article here that I really like is the fact that if you're the person taking that kid out fishing, whether it's your grandkid or your kid or a nephew or a niece, don't even bring out your fishing rod. Just leave yours in the garage.
0: Absolutely. If you're focused on trying to put dinner on the table yourself and not focusing on them, one of these things is going to fall through the crack. So if you leave your stuff at home and concentrate on them and instructing, coaching, mentoring, it'll be more enjoyable for you and for them because you're not going to be, oh, darn it, I got to put it in the tree again or something, you know, but that would be one of the lessons that I've learned over the years.
1: Something else that's really important is... Remember, it's not just about the act of fishing, whether it be snacks or doing other things while you're out for a day on the water, can really add to the experience. Absolutely. And uh, I knew
0: with my kids, what I would do is if they got bored or, you know, dad, my arm's tired from casting, let them go. And if you're on the bank, uh, let them go and explore a little bit. You know, keep an eye on them, of course, but just let them be kids.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I I completely agree. Whether it's, you know, turning over rocks and looking for crawdads or skipping stones in the the lake, not where you're fishing, obviously, or whatever, (laughs) you're absolutely right. I mean, there's more to a day on the water than just the act of fishing that can get kids hooked on fishing. But I will say this, when it comes to kids, (laughs) snacks are really important, aren't they?
0: Absolutely. I'd tell mine, uh, hey, uh, what happens on the boat stays on the boat. If uh, you want to bring some chocolate, you know, it's not the normal snack that mom would say yes to or dad would say yes to, then just keep it under wraps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about what kind of places to take your kid fishing. So, for example, if you're taking a kid fishing for the first time, you probably don't want to take him steelhead fishing where a bite a day is considered great or tarpon fishing you know, or musky fishing, the, the fish of 10,000 casts, you want to make sure you have a really good chance of catching a lot of fish, don't you?
0: Stock trout in our local lakes, panfish. When I grew up, I fished a farm pond with my granddad fishing for bullhead and uh, sunfish, uh, pumpkin seeds. And, you know, that's what got me hooked on it was the constant action of the target-rich environment.
1: You know, it's so funny you say that. One of my earliest memories of fishing, Glenmere Pond, Greeley, Colorado, and just catching tons of pumpkin seed and bluegill and catfish just using a worm and a bobber. Just watching that bobber go under, it just got me hooked on the sport forever. So I think you're absolutely right about that. Another great fishery for kids is one you offer over at the Dallas and the Columbia River. That's shad fishing. Now, shad they don't just run on the Columbia River. And folks, there's a lot there. We're talking like four to six million every year recently. They've also got good runs on the Sacramento River in California, the Umpqua River in Oregon, and several rivers in Georgia and on the East Coast too, where you've got hickory shad. I mean, shad fishing is just nonstop action, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. And we're talking a huge biomass of fish coming in all at one time. And it's constant action. Sometimes we can't get all the rods out before we're just getting into them
1: well the great thing about shad is you know you got your bluegills your stalker trout that are small fish but if you're a kid a shad's a pretty big fish because they run you know one to five pounds and that's quite the fight they are scrappy fighters
0: Absolutely. And yeah, they get sideways in that current. My goodness. And especially on light tackle, you got something on your hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've got to go. But folks, uh, if you ever find yourself in the Pacific Northwest, especially in the beautiful Columbia River Gorge, book a trip with Mark Bush. He's the owner of Twisted Waters Sky Service. He'll take you fishing for all sorts of species. And if you're there in May or June, book a shad fishing trip with your kid. It is just a ton of fun. And Mark will show you a great time. His website, is twistedwaters-gs.com. That's twistedwaters-gs.com or look for Twisted Waters Guide Service on Facebook. And if you're in the Dallas, don't forget to check out our sponsor website. That would be explorethedalles.com. It's full of all sorts of ideas for places to stay, places to eat, breweries, wineries, and other things to do besides fishing too. That's explorethedalles.com. Mark, thanks for sharing this with us today on America Outdoors Radio. Thank you, John. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at Henry Repeating Arms, and I've got to tell you, I love being associated with a firearms company that truly cares about people. Henry Repeating Arms has a program called Guns for Great Causes that focuses on providing support for some very sick children, military veterans, and other nonprofits. They do this by manufacturing and selling special limited edition tribute rifles custom made and engraved right here in the USA that are then sold to the public with all of the proceeds going towards a specific person or cause. The latest effort was Miss Myla's miracle campaign. Henry Repeating Arms manufactured 55 custom rifles and raised a total of $40,660 for four-year-old Myla Shavenius of Decatur, Indiana. The funds will provide financial assistance for the medical expenses incurred throughout Myla's kidney cancer treatment, including several surgeries and 42 weeks of chemo and radiation. Myla was diagnosed with bilateral Wilms tumor, a rare occurrence affecting only 6% of Wilms tumor patients. Each rifle in the limited edition series features a colorful childlike design unique to Myla's personality engraved and hand-painted on the walnut buttstocks. All of the rifles sold out within three hours. You can find out more about Guns for Great Causes and check out The entire lineup of rifles and shotguns from Henry Repeating Arms at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com. And don't forget to ask for your free catalog and decals when you do. Our final news item of the show is about alligators. It is spring and they are becoming active throughout the southeastern United States, especially in Florida, where the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission estimates some 1.3 million Of these swimming reptiles inhabit the lakes, ponds, swamps, and rivers of the Sunshine State. So, how do you stay safe in gator country? Florida FWC has got a few tips. Number one, keep a safe distance if you see an alligator and never, ever feed one. When fed, alligators can lose their natural wariness and instead learn to associate people with food. Number two, swim only in designated swimming areas during daylight hours. Alligators are most active between dusk and dawn, which means a midnight swim is not a good idea. Number three, keep pets on a leash and away from the water's edge and never let them swim in fresh or brackish water. Pets often resemble alligators' natural prey. Finally, call the FWC's Nuisance Alligator Hotline or your state's Fish and Game Agency if you believe an alligator poses a threat to the public. Somebody will come out and take care of that for you. If you want to find out more about alligators and how to live with them, go to myfwc.com slash alligator. That's myfwc.com slash alligator. It's time to wrap things up, and I'd like to thank our great guests who joined us on the show today, Mark Bush with Twisted Waters Guide Service, Chuck Moore, the man behind the Fish Verify app, Brian Anderson, the Tick Terminator, and of course... The one and only Bear Grylls, what an amazing man and an amazing story he has. Until next week, here's hoping you are blessed, that you are healthy, and that you managed to find some time to get out there in Mother Nature. After all, it is your country and your outdoors, so get out there and enjoy it.
3: to step up to a quality built rifle or shotgun that's a true classic? Check out Henry Repeating Arms, American made. There's over 200 models to choose from in a variety of finishes and calibers for hunters and target shooters. Many of these are lever action models with a look right out of the old west. Don't be deceived though. Henry Repeating Arms are modern, rugged, accurate, reliable, and have a lifetime guarantee. Find out more and order a free catalog today at henryusa.com. That's henryusa.com. Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is the voice for your public lands, waters, and wildlife. From the Canadian Yukon to the Florida Everglades, we're stepping up to conserve North America's public lands, defend our hunting and fishing traditions, and expand access to the outdoors. Find out how you can get involved at backcountryhunters.org.